I'm excited about what God is doing today. Uh, if you could find your way in your Bibles to the book of John, chapter number 10. A few weeks ago, I was uh, shared an interesting story out of Idaho. It was a news article. The headline read, 143 sheep suffocate in pile up while fleeing to wolves. The article tells the story of this region in southwestern Idaho that is a popular destination, according to the article, for recreation, for mountain biking and hiking. It's home to a wild array of wildlife, including some very large predators, namely wolves, lions, and bears. So the article says that the wolves scared the sheep and pushed them into a little canyon where they piled up and the sheep just suffocated in the pile up and died. You can come to Freedom Church for some very encouraging news. <laughs> the Resources Commission reported as you find your way to chapter 10, verse number 10, that two sheep herders who stay with the sheep 24 hours a day chased off the wolves. So no wolves died as a result, or no sheep rather, died as a result of the wolves. So the article, of course, deals with the topic of predator management and the tension that exists in this area of focus, the tension to uh, between indiscriminately killing predators and protecting the vulnerable. And so over these next few weeks, except for next Sunday, of course, we have a guest speaker, I want to preach to you about predators. And we're going to examine some of those things, the predators that thrive on killing. And today we're going to begin with John chapter number 10, beginning in verse number 10, where the Bible says this, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not a shepherd, who, do, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. I want to preach to you on this Sunday afternoon on this thought, the big bad wolf. The big bad wolf. Before we're seated, would you just lift up your hands to heaven, close your eyes one more time and ask God to speak to us. Lord, we thank you for your presence that is undeniably in this place today. I pray that you would speak to us through your word. God, we know your word is always anointed, but I pray that you would anoint my ears to hear it, my mouth to declare it, but every heart to receive it. God, help us to not just be hearers of your words, but also doers. Speak to us and challenge us today, we pray. And everyone said in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Growing up, my grandfather, who lived in Kentucky, not here, I don't know if there's, I doubt there's a farm in D.C., unless you're raising rats. That's the only thing you could raise here. But my grandfather, he kept a small farm of animals there in Kentucky, almost always, there were cattle. I, I can remember getting up early in the morning 
when I would stay with my grandparents and I would get up with him to bottle feed the calves. I remember one time that he had rabbits until he decided that we were going to eat the rabbits. And so we killed the bunnies and ate them. It was a very horrifying place there on the farm. Had chickens for a while. Uh, even for a little while, he had llamas. I don't know why you have llamas. It makes no sense to me. I, I do know that my cousin and I thought that it would be a good idea to try to ride the llama. So we tried to bridle one of the llamas to ride it. Do not try that one at home. But some time back, I, I visited my grandparents' house there in Kentucky, and my grandfather had purchased a new type of animal. You never knew what he was going to have, and he had purchased sheeps. And so uh, I, I'll never forget it. It was amazing, these sheep. They would just follow my grandfather around when he would make his way out of the house. He would just make a sound, and the sheep, they would come running like giddy little school children to candy just to see what my grandfather had for them. They, they loved the sound of his voice. And there is no animal in the scripture that is mentioned more than sheep. Sheep are mentioned more than 500 times throughout Genesis all the way to Revelation. And repeatedly, many of those references compare humanity, you and I, to those sheep. The psalmist would say in Psalm 100, verse number 3, Know that the Lord, He is God, it is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. would say in Psalm 95, verse 7, He is our God and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Today, if you will hear His voice, the Bible is clear. We are like sheep. And when the Bible compares us to sheep, I, I've got to break it to you, it is not because we are cute and cuddly. In fact, just a quick Google search on the characteristics of sheep can provide both a means of revelation to you and I about ourselves, and if we were to be honest, a sense of frustration that God would compare us to those sheep. But what are the characteristics of sheep? Sheep, the articles that I read told me, I'm not a sheep raiser, I, I couldn't tell you this from first-hand experience, but sheep lack a sense of direction. They are directionless. They are easily confused. They are easily uh, uh, discombobulated and unaware of their surroundings. In fact, I read one article this morning uh, in the long list of depressing articles about sheep that I read that said 1,500 sheep fell off the side of a cliff in Turkey. Why? Because they were following the sheep in front of them. Huh. We are like sheep. They are prone, sheep are, to wander. No sense of direction. Sheep, most significantly, are defenseless. They do not have claws. Thank God, that would be scary. They don't have fangs. They do not have any venom. They don't have spines or quills or large talons to defend themselves. A sheep cannot even posture itself in a defensive uh, way. You know, dogs, they can bark and growl. They can show you their teeth. I've never seen a sheep show its teeth. A lion can roar, 
A sheep cannot do that. A rattlesnake can shake its rattle. A cat will arch its back and hiss. The best a sheep can do is bah. <laughs> no one in the history of humanity has ever posted a sign, beware of sheep. No such thing as a, an attack sheep or a guard sheep. Sheep are defenseless. Sheep, they lack direction. They are easily distracted. They are defenseless against attack. And yet, the Bible says we are like sheep. Thanks, God, for the vote of confidence. <laughs> All these characteristics, of course, they come together in a sheep and they create what is known as an easily spooked creature. Sheep are prone to fear and for good reason, of course, because when you are defenseless and directionless and distracted, you are easy prey for predators. And yet, if they are not careful, the thing that is built into them, the awareness of danger, their awareness of their limitation, their heightened sense of threat can cause more damage than the threat itself ever could. As it was in the article that I referenced at the beginning of this sermon today, these sheep, they were killed not by a wolf, but by something more deadly, by a big bad wolf called Fear. Hear me today. I want to preach to you on this Sunday afternoon and tell you that fear is a great predator that is out to destroy your faith and wants to destroy your future. And if we are not careful, our ability to sense danger can cause us to do things and go places and react in ways far more dangerous than the wolves that you are running from today. So I want to preach to somebody today and tell you that it is not the will of God that your life be lived and driven by fear and that your decisions would be influenced by fear and that fear would limit your movement but God has created us with a defense mechanism against fear yes I know that we are defenseless against the attacks of the enemy on our own. Yes, I know that, that you sense that you don't have the ability to control the things and the environment, the things that are happening around you. I know that it's easy for you and I to get confused about which way that we should go and which way we should turn. We are like sheep. Those are things that we cannot help about ourselves. But can I preach to you today and tell you that the only hope that a sheep has and the only hope that you and I I have is that we would have a good shepherd in our lives. That we would have one watching out for us and protecting us against the wolves that would try to destroy us. Their only hope is that their shepherd would defend them. That their shepherd would give them direction. Their only hope is that their shepherd would keep them safe from harm. The first thing that I want you to understand on this Sunday afternoon is we are sheep. You and I, we are defenseless on our own. We are directionless on our own. If you leave a sheep by itself, it will not last very long. And so it is for you and I. If we try to do life alone, if we try to live alone, if we try to make it on our own, we will not make it very far. We are easy prey for the enemy. So we are sheep. But that is a good thing for us to understand and embrace because once we embrace the truth that we are sheep, then it will lead us on a search for a shepherd because there is a good shepherd that is out to protect and to keep us in our lives. 
I need a shepherd. Look over at your neighbor and say, I need a shepherd. The sheep keeper, later turned king, David, would say it this way in Psalm chapter number 23, one of the most known and quoted songs of Psalm. And it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. This is the shepherd. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. You see, I couldn't find green pastures without him. I I could not find the still waters that would nourish my soul without him. I couldn't find the way of righteousness without him. And even though he said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear No evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. David, that sheep keeper as he was, he understood that what he saw in those sheep, he saw in himself. But it was not a reason to despair and a reason to fear because he also knew that there was one beside him, a shepherd, a good shepherd, that would keep him safe from all harm. And I just got to preach to you today that we live in a world where it's easy to focus on all the things that are out to get us, to focus on all the problems, to focus on all the things that want to destroy your family and your home and your hope. But I tell you that there is a shepherd that if we would focus on him and if we would get close to him, he would keep us safe. The only way that we can survive the predators out there is with the shepherd. But that is good news because he is a good shepherd. He said, as he's speaking there in John chapter number 10, he is a good shepherd, and a good shepherd would give his life for his sheep. A good shepherd will fight for you. A good shepherd will keep the predators at bay. A good shepherd makes sure that you are safe when you are his. And I preach to people today that you feel as though that that big bad wolf, that predator known as fear, has been nipping at your tail and trying to convince you that you're not going to make it and trying to convince you that your family is never going to be what it ought to be and try to convince you that, that you are going to be destroyed. And I tell you that you need to get your eyes off of the wolf and get your eyes on the shepherd today because he is a good shepherd and he is fighting for you and he will keep you safe from all harm. Hear me, I may not be all together, but I'm his. I may not know which way I'm going all the time, but I'm his sheep. I may get afraid and lose focus from time to time, but I am his. He is my good shepherd. But here is what is interesting to me about the story that I shared with you concerning these sheep in Idaho. The article said that the shepherds drove the wolves away. And yet while they were taking care of the wolves, the sheep, instead of trusting the shepherd, began to run and fell into a place where they suffocated And died. Fear caused them to be separated from the shepherd. Fear and faith are both fueled by focus. Instead of focusing on their shepherd, they were focused on their fear. 
and the predator that scared them was being dealt with, yet the big bad wolf of fear devoured them. Hear me now. I want to help somebody for just a few moments. God has great things for you and I. God has a future and a hope and a purpose for us. And yet the only way that we are ever going to get to that still waters, the only way that we are ever going to get to those green pastures is if we will stay in close proximity to the Good Shepherd. If we will silence the voice of fear and we will focus on our shepherd. So how do we stay focused on the shepherd? David would give us... The key to dealing with the fear, this big bad wolf called fear, when he says that it is his proximity to the shepherd, you are with me. Because you are with me, I will not fear. And then he gives these various elements of things that the shepherd would do in his life that would keep him and protect him. Most interestingly, I draw your attention to that verse when he says, You anoint my head with oil. You see, the shepherd, when in proximity, he had various tactics, things that he would do to protect the sheep. And one of those things that he would do is he would pour oil on the head of the sheep. He would anoint the sheep's head with oil. And this oil served a few purposes. First, it protects their heads from the attacks of other sheep because sheep have a knack for getting into it with other sheep. Imagine that. That's not like us at all, is it? Some of you need to look over at your spouse and say, I'm going to anoint your head with oil. It protects their head from other sheep. It causes their heads to more easily absorb and slip off of the impact caused by other sheep. But more importantly than that, perhaps, it protects the sheep's head. It protects them from bugs that would try to make their way inside their head and would cause them literally to go crazy trying to get it out. It's gruesome. Read it for yourself sometime. I've been just buried in terrible news about sheep in studying for this sermon. But these bugs, they would make their way in their noses and in their ears, and they would begin to torment these sheep so much that rather than, than deal with the torment, they would smash their heads trying to do anything to make the torment stop. And yet, if we were to be honest today, there are things that try to get in our heads. There are things that try to make their way in our ears. There are bugs, there are pests, things that want to whisper in our minds and in our ears and try to make their way in our heads that, that it would be easier for us sometimes we think just to smash our head against the wall than try to deal with what is going on inside of them. And so that shepherd, he would take oil and he would pour it on the head of the sheep so that it would protect that sheep's head. Can I tell you that God has a remedy for the things that would try to whisper in your ear, the fear the doubt, the insecurity, those things that would try to torment you and would try to keep you from ever seeing what God has for your life. And it is that oil that would flow, that, that touch of God that would begin to make its way on your head. That's why it's important that we come to church and we get in the presence of God. It's like the oil begins to run down our head and the voice of fear suddenly it can't find its way in our minds anymore. And the doubt and the things that want to try to discourage 
discourage us. They are pushed away by the anointing. I preach to you today that God is able to deal with the big bad wolf of fear. But you've got to get in His presence and let the oil of God's Spirit to begin to wash over your heart and over your mind. I wish you'd just lift up your hands just for a moment even right now. And would you just begin to pray, God, let your oil begin to wash over me. God, I pray against every fear. I pray against every doubt, every insecurity that's tried to stop and try to confuse your people today. God, let that oil of your spirit begin to wash over us. We speak against every lie of the enemy that's trying to torment. We speak against everything that would try to distract and would try to discourage and would try to separate us from the shepherd. And I pray that your oil would begin to just settle in this room even right now. Hallelujah. Come on, the presence of the Lord is here right now. Some of you, you've been battling fear in your mind. The big bad wolf of fear has been trying to destroy you. And we speak against fear today and tell you that when we are in the presence of the good shepherd, I shall not fear. We need proximity to the shepherd. I shall not. the music begins to come. The thing about wolves is wolves are opportunistic. They look for the weak, the vulnerable. You protect yourself against the big bad wolf of fear, hear me now, by staying close to the shepherd. By getting as close to him as you can be. The, The shepherd's had already dealt with the wolves, and yet fear pushed them away. Jesus, in his analogies about sheep and him being the shepherd, he, in that lost and found chapter of the Bible, Jesus says, the kingdom of God is like to a shepherd. That when this one sheep gets away from the ninety-nine, He leaves the 99. He goes to the one. He's a good shepherd. That when we wander away, when we get distracted, when when fear begins to cause us to do things and go places and make decisions that we should not have done, the good shepherd starts searching. And while the wolves may be opportunistic, the wolves are no match for the shepherd. Because Jesus says here in John chapter number 10, the shepherd would go as far as giving his life for the sheep. I tell you that there is no place that God will not go to fight for you. There is no lie that he will not confront to fight for you. There is no thing that he will not do to fight for you. Why? Because you're his. Because you're sheep, because on your own you're defenseless, on your own you don't have the power on your own. You wander on your own, you fight. But when we get close to the shepherd, we are protected. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When the Lord is my shepherd, I I shall not 
fear. Are there predators? Oh, yes. Are there dangers? For sure. But I have confidence. I know that the shepherd is watching out for me. And he is fighting for me. I'm a sheep. I need a shepherd. But I love what the psalmist said. I read it already and I read it one more time as you stand to your feet. The psalmist declared, For He is our God. Say that with me now. For He is our God. And we are the people of His pasture. And the sheep of His hand. How? How? How do we become the sheep of His hand? How is it that we make sure that we are the sheep of His pasture? This is how today, if you'll hear his voice. You say, well, well, I've never been a part of that pasture. I've been doing this on my own. That's all right. He's a good shepherd. And if you'll just hear his voice, and if you'll just listen to that voice, I'll never forget it. My grandfather stepping out and beginning to make that sound, and the sheep just start running. Perhaps... You've never really responded to God's voice. Perhaps there's things, there's fears and anxieties, things that have kept you from responding the way that you should. I, I hear the voice of the shepherd today that says, I'm a good shepherd. That says, I know there are a lot of things that are out to hurt and destroy. I know that there's a lot of wolves, a lot of big bad wolves. I know there's fears and things that want to destroy and take you out. But I am a good shepherd. And if you will hear my voice... If you will come close to me, I will protect and I will keep you. Every head bowed and every eye closed in the house right now. The presence of the Lord is here in this place right now. I tell you today that without Him, you are vulnerable. Without Him, you are subject to attack. Without Him, you are subject to death. But with Him, you are protected. You are safe. And you are secure. So I've come to just chase off the big bad wolf of fear on this Sunday afternoon to tell you that God knows where you are. That God will not leave you and He will not forsake you. And while enemies may come, God is able to take care of the wolves in your life. That while fears may try to whisper in your ear, there's an anointing oil that will rush over your mind and over your head and will protect you from the things that want to make their way on the inside. But you've got to hear His voice and say, God, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll obey what you tell me to obey because I want to be your sheep. I don't want to just be anybody's sheep. I want to be your sheep. I want to be protected by your hand. I want you to keep me and protect me and keep me safe. Hallelujah. Now in your own words and in your own way right there where you're standing, I believe the power of the Word of God is connected to and tied to our response to it. And so if you hear his voice today, if you would be honest enough to say that you can feel the predators around, that you can feel the attacks coming against you, and perhaps you would even acknowledge that there is that big bad wolf of fear that's been trying to huff and puff on your house and been trying to attack you, and you would be honest to say, I, I need a shepherd. I'm just a sheep. I can't do this on my own. And you would begin to allow his anointing to flow on you. You would begin to feel the presence of God, and you would begin to feel 
feel the nearness of, of God's presence right where you're standing. And the voice of fear would begin to be silenced. And the voice of doubt and the wolves that are trying to attack you would begin to have to maintain their distance because the shepherd is near today. So right there where you're standing, before we ever come forward, I want you to just begin to pray even right there. God, you see what I'm facing. You know the things that are attacking my family. You see the, the fears, the doubts, the insecurities that are coming against me. You're aware of every anxious thought. You see every tear that has, that has streamed down my face. You know the things that are keeping me up at night, the predators that are coming against me. And God, if you are a good shepherd, I want you to... Be my shepherd. I, I want you to step into my life. I want your oil to flow over my head. I want you to tell me the paths of righteousness. I want you to be the one that leads me through the dark valleys. I want you to be my shepherd. Come on, the presence of the Lord is here right now. I feel Him in a powerful way. Hallelujah, Jesus. Touch us.